Welcome everyone to Force of Nature Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew D. Hamilton, and I'm here with my co-host, David Botcher. Terrific. And we've got a great episode for you today. We will be talking all about polar bears. Polar bears are awesome, and I've got a ton of information to go over, and everyone will learn a few new things that they didn't know before. Uh, And then, of course, we are going to end on a couple polar bear attack stories. And Dave, this is episode 30. Happy 30th. Hey! Happy 30th to you. Nice. Good job. Yeah, we've made it this far. I'm impressed Woo-hoo. with myself. <laughs> and uh, we also hope that everyone enjoyed last week's episode where I introduced all eight species of bears. And Dave, do you remember them all? Let's see. There was the sp- sun bear. Mm-hmm. There's the speckled bear. Spectac- spectacle. Spectacle bear. The black bear, the brown bear, the polar bear, the sloth bear, and the Asiatic black bear. Very good. Wait, no, you're missing oh. one. Oh, polar bear, panda bear. Panda bear, you got it. Good job, Dave. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm glad you remembered. Nice. Do you have a favorite one? Um, n- not really. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think I don't think I do they either. They're all really interesting. Yeah. But uh, Colonel Cheetor is also with us, but he is actually taking a nap right now. <laughs> so there is no need to wake my two foot tall plush cheetah at the moment. Yeah, he's a good back wearing, on a hat, wearing an army hat. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, as always, we want to thank all of our listeners. We really appreciate it and we love knowing that you're around. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you want to contribute, what you can do is go to iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it is now. Uh, or and you can even go to any platform that whatever platform you use, uh, give us five stars. Say something you like about the show. It really helps us get noticed and gain more attention. So please take the thirty. It only takes thirty seconds. So please go ahead and do that for us. And uh, if you do give us a review, we will give you a shout out. Uh, no shout outs again. I don't oh. know what's going on. People, <laughs> maybe the iTunes isn't working properly. That, that might be it. But uh, maybe people are hibernating. <laughs> Very good. good. That was that was a pretty good one, Dave. I like that. Uh, but yeah, if, if uh, hopefully we can get some more uh, shout outs and maybe some super shout outs as well. But Dave, it's, I've got a this is a long this is I wrote thirty something pages. Yeah. So I swear I'm getting longer with them every time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so let's get into it. Okay. Oh, and I went through. I swear I went through four pens in writing this episode. Jeez. I kept having them run out on me. Wow. And my hand hurts because I I literally just finished this episode just like an hour before we started recording. Wow! But well, every time you go to the bank, make sure you grab a new one. Then a new <laughs> a new pen. I I, I try to steal pens wherever I can get them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, but let's get into it. Polar bears, or their Latin name, Ursus mar- maritimus. Hmm. Uh, they are the largest living land carnivore on the planet. Hmm. They are one of the most recognizable animals as well. I'm sure everyone knows what a polar bear is. Yeah. But you will no doubt learn some cool new interesting things here today. So their name means maritime bear. Is it maritime or maritime? The word? Uh, maritime is usually Maritime bear. Yeah, okay, that's how you say it. That's how we pronounce it. And maritime means living on or found near the sea. That's what it means. Basically, it just means sea bear. And also... It's sometimes called ice bear or white bear. Hmm. Those are all pretty obvious. Yeah. And uh, I didn't mention this last week, but the family Ursidae, which is the Latin name for bears, they originated approximately 4.2 million years ago. Wow. The oldest known polar bear fossil is a 
130,000 year old ish. There's always an ish on that, mm-hmm. but 130,000 years old jawbone. And fossils show that between uh, 10,000 to 20,000 years ago, the polar bear's molar teeth changed significantly from those of a brown bear. Uh, so they uh, evolved into the having that uh, polar so, bears. So was it were they? Uh, did they used to eat plants back in the day. Yeah, they, 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 they came from carnivorous? they came from brown bears. They oh, and then they moved to okay. their own thing. And so they brown bears have molars, kind of like humans, mm-hmm. and polar bears they're more they're sharper. Okay, because they're always eating meat. Did they say how? Uh, did they know how big the they were back in the day? I I, I don't have that on me. Oh okay. Uh, imagine bigger though. Yeah, I mean they got the woolly mammoths and stuff. Yeah, and you think they'd have something huge like that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, brown, yeah. So it was uh, polar bears are thought to have di- di- diverged from a population of brown bears that became isolated during a time of glaciation uh, in Far mm. East Russia. That's where they believe that happened. But then, other uh, other than they, this, they told me that it was closer to four. 100,000 years ago. So I'm not sure which is right. Huh. So some of the years just vary a ton. Yeah. Uh, but yes, polar bears did evolve from brown bears. And after a while, these bears adapted to a life of surviving in the extreme tun- cold tundra region. Hmm. So where do you find polar bears? You find them in the Arctic Circle. And no, not Antarctica. <laughs> Antarctica is the South Pole and penguins live there. Polar bears do not live by or ever interact with penguins. <laughs> if they did, there wouldn't be any penguins. Polar bears would eat them all. So polar bears live up in the North Pole with Santa Claus, not penguins. That's how you remember it. That's like the one key. I don't know why that drove me so nuts. When uh, I had to watch a video with uh, Dave's uh, son, so my nephew, and I was helping with his homework, we had to watch this silly cartoon video, and it had a polar bear and a penguin interacting, and I don't know, it just pissed me off. <laughs> and so, and now I just want everyone to know, penguins and polar bears do not live with each other. If you take one thing out of the episode, that's what I want you to take. All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> So their territory encompasses five countries, the United States up in Alaska, mm-hmm. Canada, Russia, Norway, mostly kind of just a few northern islands. All right. And Greenland, which is not its own country. It's actually owned by Denmark. Mm-hmm. So Greenland, uh, not its own country. Uh, also something interesting. Technically, Greenland is the largest island in the world. Wow. Yeah, I thought it was uh, Australia or Antarctica, but technically they are considered land masses, so right. too large to be an island. So that makes Greenland the largest island. I did not know that. Wow. And they live in the northern regions of the countries mostly, and they live in the f- uh, they live and follow the movement of the ice. Uh, unlike other large carnivores, polar bears don't have territories. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, partly because their sea ice habitat is always moving and changing oh. with the seasons. Uh, the ice expands in the winter and retreats in the summer. Now, there is a big thing with polar bears and climate change. Mm. Uh, I'm actually going to touch on that in a little a little bit later. But, yeah, keep that in mind. Okay. Polar bears in regions with less sea ice and fewer seals may uh, 
go further and have uh, longer lasting fasting periods. They have very long fasting periods during the summer times a lot. Oh. And actually, 60% of polar bears live in Canada. Hmm. Uh, throughout these areas, there are 19 recognized subpopulations. Uh, so subpopulations, not subspecies. Okay. These populations vary from where they live, but it's mostly a way for scientists to try to learn and study them. That's kind of why they set oh. it up like that. And polar bears actually cover, they cover vast distances in search of food. Uh, to get an idea of how far they can travel, uh, they travel 20 miles a day or more, uh, multiple days at a time, and they prefer to travel on the sea ice, but they are marine mammals, so they also live incredible, they are incredibly good swimmers. Mm. They can swim equally as long distance in order to reach another piece of ice. Wow. Uh, their large paws are specially adapted for swimming, which they'll use their front paws to paddle uh -huh. through the water while holding their hind legs flat like a rudder. I mean, it's basically just a doggy paddle, but mm -hmm. big-ass bear paddle. Huh. And we all know what a polar bear is and what it looks like, so I don't need to go in too depth, go into too much there. But an interesting fact is their skin is actually black. Oh, Wow. Like, if you shaved it, it would have black skin. Weird, oh, huh? Yeah. Can you imagine, like, looking at one? I feel like that would just be so weird. Yeah. Their skin, uh, their skin, fur, and a thick layer of fat pre uh, prevents heat from escaping, hmm. which comes in hand handy in the Arctic. Mm -hmm. The size of polar bears, uh, which we touched on last week uh, a little bit, but they are very large. Adult males can vary from 775 pounds to 1,500 pounds. And females are much smaller, and normally about half the size. Mm -hmm. So anywhere from 350 to 700 pounds. Uh, researchers in Canada estimate one male bear to be at least 1,700 pounds. Wow. So that's so big. Yeah. You know what would be fun is if someone opened up a... A polar bear world park. <laughs> no. to drive through. Instead of like the bear yeah. world we have uh, up in Idaho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the thing rivals well, the vehicles, there actually so is, it'd be fun to there see There is that. stuff like that. Really? Yeah. And I have some stuff I'm, we're going to oh, touch on. Oh, okay. Good. Uh, yeah, good way to bring that up. <laughs> By the way, Dave has no idea what I'm going to be saying during this episode. No, I just knew we were talking about polar bears. Yeah, that's, that's, that's all you know. <laughs> but remember this, uh, remember this, though, and it goes the same for many large predators, they can go a good amount of time without eating, but polar bears are, have it kind of to the extreme. Mm -hmm. uh, then when they catch a meal, they eat like 80 pounds or they can eat like so much at one sitting. Wow. They like gorge themselves. So their weight will kind of different, will vary. I mean, like before they have a meal, it could be a lot less. And then when once they have a big meal, it could be a lot more. You know, if you yeah. eat 100 pounds in one set, sitting, you're probably going to gain some weight from it. Yeah. Seems like a lot of carnivores do that. Yeah. They just It's like snakes, you know. They just get oh, something yeah. that's as big as them, eat it. Eat and it, and then they're good for months. months. Yeah. yeah. And polar bears can eat up to 20% of their own body weight in one sitting. Wow. So, I mean, a 15... Hey, that's me after a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> but if you think about it, a polar bear weighs as much as, like, 10 men. Like, a 1,500-pound bear. That's it's like crazy. 10 people. And, and yet, the... I'll bet 10 people can't even beat it if they wrestled. No. no. <laughs> Without any weapons and the bear was cornered, I'd, I'd take the bear. Yeah. 
the largest ever recorded came in at uh, 2,200 pounds. Oh, my goodness. That was ever recorded in the wild. Wow. But now let's get into their hunting and their prey. Uh, the most important tool they have is their sense of smell. Hmm. Uh, bear being their bears are able to detect seals over like 20 miles away and buried under three feet of snow and ice. Gee. And their hearing, their hearing is about as compatible with humans about the you know, same. And they are farsighted as well. I don't know exactly how they see, but they are farsighted. That would make sense. Yeah. And uh, their prey is most abundant during the winter when there is more ice to cover. And now their main prey are seals, mostly ring-necked seals and bearded seals, among other species as well. Hmm. The Arctic is home to millions of seals, and they can become prey uh, when they surface um, to breathe the air. And in the ice, like sometimes there's just a small hole, and they they have to like take turns going to oh. breathe. That's when it's really uh, fr- everything is really frozen. That's what happens. Mm. Or sometimes the, um, they're prey when they they rest on top of the ice, and that's also when polar bears will go hunt them. Uh, they most bears mostly hunt cub seals, for the most part. You know, mm. that's because seals aren't small either. Ringed seals are kind of, they're relatively small, and adults are around 130 pounds. But bearded seals can get up to 600 pounds. Wow. So they could be almost the same size as a polar bear, at a, a fully grown one. Gee. So they rarely attack adults. It makes sense. Mm. But polar bears have also been known to hunt and kill walruses. Wow. Yeah. Now they they are no joke walruses. Uh, a walrus is the giant is like a giant seal that has saber tooth like tusks. Uh, it's pretty rare that they will attack, uh, go for like an adult one, but uh, their bear would probably be desperate at the time. Mm. I but, would think it would be easy. Well, yeah, a, a walrus can get up to f- uh, forty five hundred pounds. Wow, that's over two tons. Jeez. That's like two and a half tons. Yeah. All it has to just do is roll on top of it, you know? Yeah. Well, like, wow. there is a kind of a famous video <laughs> of a polar bear attempting to attack and kill a wall to kill walruses amongst a really big group of them. Uh, I think it was on planet earth. The, the first, oh, yeah? the first one oh. back in, I can't remember. It was like 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I watched this, I watched this video uh, so I could remember, but the bear in this video actually attempts to attack these giant walruses. It tried unsuccessfully, but man, the the will to attack such giant animals is admirable. <laughs> and apparently, they they do succeed at times. Uh, I, I saw another video of one that actually succeeded in killing a large wow. walrus. Yeah, walruses are thick too, yeah. like super thick. Like most of the times, they won't. It won't even. They're won't penetrate it. So it's amazing that they could actually kill one. Yeah, that's crazy. And so with walruses, kind of similar to seals, they try to separate the young and try to get one of those instead. And polar bears have also been known to attack and kill beluga whales and narwhals, which I I didn't get their their stats, but those are big-ass whales. Wow. The only time they can successfully do this is when uh, there is, like, a single air hole, like, in the ice, like I was kind of talking about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they'll, like, wait for something to come by, 
and whales and they use their uh their big paw and they just try to tack them as strong as they could and naturally they'll wait for a smaller one they'll try yeah, to yeah yeah but uh there's a pretty damn powerful <laughs> i can just see him jumping out a big one ah! and it just swims away with it on top of its back <laughs> Uh, and when they hunt these water holes, they use a method called still hunting. So they use this their excellent sense of smell to locate a hole, then crouch nearby in silence, waiting for something to appear. And they are very patient and will wait hours and hours for this Ooh. to happen. And when a seal exhales, the bear smells their breath. Wow. Well, yeah. fish will do that, I guess. <laughs> What'd you say? Fish. Fish breath. Fish breath? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Then reaches, uh, and then so then they'll reach into the hole with their paw and drag it out onto the ice. Gee. It's pretty cool. I've seen it in a couple videos. That's crazy. Uh, another hunting method is they will stalk seals that rest on the ice. They will crouch down and sneak up as close as they can and then rush the seal before it, it dives back into the water. Mm. I, there's another uh, video I watched where the bear was actually in the water because the ice was pretty spotty. Uh -huh. So it was swimming and it got right next to the small island, like really small, just about as big as this room. And the seal was laying on it. Polar bear jumps up. Seal dives in the water. Polar bear jumps into the water after it. And it like several, like 15 seconds later, there's nothing that happens for like 15 seconds. And then all of a sudden you see the polar bear come up out of the water with the seal in its mouth. Oh my it was goodness. cool. Wow. Yeah, that was that was a cool video. Uh, but sometimes bears will find and uh, raid uh, layers, raid seal the birth layers, mm -hmm. and the, to get to the seal pups as well. But polar bears are not successful all the time. In fact, only one out of twenty hunts are successful. Mm, so that's wow. like five percent, pretty low success rate. Yeah. So they're they're constantly looking for food. Yeah. And while they mostly feed on seals, uh, when alternatives are present, they are quite flexible in their diet, and they will eat about anything they can. There's been uh, they've been known to feed on birds, eggs, rodents, crabs, crustaceans, muskox, which wow. are huge, and even reindeer and caribou. Hmm. But uh, so reindeer and caribou are actually the exact same thing. Just call different names. So, like in Europe, they're reindeer. In North America, they're caribou. But yeah, oh, they're the exact okay. same thing. Uh, they will even eat plants sometimes, like berries, roots, and kelp. Yeah. Uh, they they're like the ultimate opportunists when it comes to their diet, mm. and will eat anything and everything they can. Uh, and they're even scavengers. They'll scavenge stuff as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I did find this interesting piece of information, though. A polar bear's metabolism is specialized to require large amounts of fat from marine mammals, and they can't get sufficient calorie intake from land animals, so they have to eat whales and seals. Wow. Isn't that interesting? interesting? Yeah, yeah, that was super interesting when I read that one. Uh, they normally will go after land animals during the summertime when hunting seals is harder due to the lack of ice. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, one crazy thing that can happen is that when a dead whale, like a, oh. a, a whale carcass washes up on shore, it's, mm -hmm. well, I, I, I've watched one video of a whale that had washed up to a remote Arctic island somewhere in Russia. It, it must have been like a dinner bell because the polar bears <laughs> were coming from everywhere. Like there's images of it. 
in total. Dave, guess... <laughs> Calls up his buddies. Yo, come to my block party. <laughs> my party. block party. I, I, that's exactly what it was, because every bear in within a huge distance was on its way there. <laughs> wow. Guess how many polar bears were in this one single area feeding off of one... I don't know what kind of whale it was, but it was a big whale. Guess how many? How many? 230. Are you serious? Oh, that man. That sounds making it made up. I, I can prove it. <laughs> I'll, I'll wow. put the video on a link uh, on the description below so everybody can watch it if they want. But, yeah, there's bears everywhere, Dave. Wow. Like, there's um, males, females, um, cubs, and they're all just trying to get to this whale. They're not. Crazy. They're not even really fighting each other. They just are, just want that. They wow. want that blubber, you know. <laughs> Sounds like dropping a crumb for ants, you know. Yeah. You know, to see, it's hard to see how two hundred and something polar bears polar can, bears can feed off of one carcass. Whales that are is crazy huge, but yeah, that is, that's insane. And there's I've seen other I watch I watched a lot of videos for this one, <laughs> but uh, there was another time where it was it looked this it looked like a rotten whale carcass. Like, oh, it, like it was did not look good. But guess what? They don't care, and they still went and ate it. Oh wow. <laughs> But yeah, like I said, uh, they don't have their own territory, so this isn't uncommon for this to happen when such a when a whale uh, huh. when a whale washes up. This will happen everywhere. Wow. Oh, and uh, I forgot to mention that, like other bear species, they are also cannibals. Oh, okay. And sometimes a male will kill and eat a female's young. That that's pretty common. With predators, for the most part, yeah. I know it's pretty morbid, but that's something that happens. Yeah, especially up north in the ice. You know, wherever it's cold, you know, you end up doing extreme stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so now I want to touch on their relationship with humans. The native people of these regions, also called Inuits, their interactions have a long existence with each other. Them and polar bears. Uh, early writings and oral stories passed along indicate that many cultures were respectful of bears. They understood these large creatures were dominant in their world. Uh, they also believed that human souls could take on the form of a polar bear. Mm. And many rituals involved honoring the bears as well. And then on the other side, you have some um, cultures that, found, that uh, found polar bears to be a source of food. And would hunt them. They would hunt them and use... They would use everything on their body. Everything except the liver. Oh. There's something toxic about their livers. Oh. I don't know exactly what, but there's something toxic about their livers. Hmm. Uh, people went even... Uh, let their dogs... They won't even let their dogs eat the liver. Wow. High mercury content, perhaps? High, I'm not seafood. certain, but it's, it's definitely toxic. Huh. And this was for their survival. The Inuits would use their furs for warmth and make clothing out of them and eat their meat. So nothing went to waste. Yeah. Except the liver. <laughs> so they have a long and rich history interacting with Inuit people. But we we, we have too many other things that we got to get into. So I didn't... Dude, I didn't really delve into that aspect uh -oh. of it. All right. But let's get into their conservation, which is pretty interesting. Hmm. So conservation and climate change is what I'm talking about here. Let's go to our conservation scale. All right. I know we did this last week. Uh, do you remember what polar bears were, Dave? Well, about everything was at a five. Yep. Everything. 
Yeah, so they're at a five, so they're vulnerable. Uh, six of the eight bear species were out at a five as well. Brown bears and American black bears are at a seven of least concern, but that doesn't account for like uh, sub pop or subspecies. Yeah. yeah, that just means in total. And the the total population of polar bears is estimated to be from twenty two thousand to thirty thousand. Hmm. So I know there's a big gap there, but we just don't. Nobody really has the proper data to know for sure how many. I mean, it's the Arctic. (laughs) It's pretty tough to get information up there. But the biggest issue with polar bears is climate change and loss of habitat. Normally, when we say loss of habitat, we mean humans encroaching on animal territory more. Now, that is happening a little bit, but uh, it doesn't happen at the rate for polar bears. Uh, so what they have is their, uh, with their ter- with their habitat, it's shrinking because of the sea ice. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, since polar bears live where their ice takes them, with climate change, there is less sea ice, which is their, that's their habitat loss. And they've kind of, on the climate, they're kind of the climate change poster boy, if you've paid attention to it at all. Hmm. The belief is that with the reducing ice, the bears will have less time to do their normal winter hunting, to have their normal winter hunting schedules. Yeah. Uh, this would thus drive polar bears further south and uh, not supplement their need for the fatty diet. Remember we said yeah. they, they're like forced to eat this uh, blubber and the fat off of seals and whales. Yeah. And also thinner sea ice makes it more difficult for polar bears to access the seals. So that's kind of the whole thing with the polar bears and climate change for the most part. And yeah, that's the most notable problem facing them with less sea ice and bears moving into areas looking for food. This brings them into closer contact with humans. It is believed that the global population of polar bears is set to reduce by 30% by the year 2050 Mm. due to climate change. Now, with less sea ice and the bears moving into areas in search of food, this brings them closer to contact with humans, like I said, and interactions are only expected to rise. Polar bear attacks are very rare, but they will increase. Uh, In many incidents, the bears are simply curious. In others, they are undernourished, frightened, or provoked. Mm. Experts suggest human polar bear encounters will increase as... More bears spend their longer periods of time on shore, and as human activities increase, both in response to longer ice-free seasons. Mm. That makes that makes yeah. sense, right? Yeah. And over the last few years, sea ice uh, loss has led to increased polar bear sightings. At the same time, more people are in polar bear country. Mm. This combination has elevated the number of human bear encounters. And this is on par with a lot of predators. And sometimes there are tragic endings for both bears and humans. Mm. Polar bear security is a big thing. Now, get this. In some areas in the Arctic, it is a law that someone in your party has a rifle on them in polar bear country. One particular area is an island off the coast of Norway called Svalbard. I mm. think that's right. Svalbard. There you go. It's actually a part of Norway. It's, it is uh, part of the country, but it's an island up north. Okay. 
But in Svalbard, you legally must own a gun and carry it when leaving the main settlement. Wow. Uh, there are also precautions laid out in the town on how to avoid conflict. Want to know how to avoid conflict with the polar bear, Dave? Stay inside. <laughs> that's that's could be number one. Uh, most of this, a lot of this goes for bears in general, but mostly this is for polar bears. So step one, minimize attractants, such as items with odors that includes food and chemicals. <laughs> Don't eat fish and go outside, yeah. Yeah, that one makes <laughs> sense. Step two, stay alert to your surroundings. Hmm. Step yeah. three, carry bear spray. Uh which we've talked about before. Bear spray is pepper spray that shoots out farther. And it is very effective. But, you know, don't spray it into your own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> which we learned from a separate bear story back in, like, episode 19 or something. Yeah. Uh, but step four, if the bear is out of range of bear spray, use deterrents like a flare gun or a banger. Which is, oh. I don't know exactly what a banger is, but it's probably something similar to a flare gun. It's like a blank, blank maybe. shot, maybe. Maybe. Uh, step five. If camping, string up a tripwire alarm system or an electric fence around your campground. A tripwire fence could just be uh, cans. Sometimes, you know, like oh. cans or something that would make noise to a string when a bear hits the alarm. That makes sense. Yeah. Step six, always travel in groups of two or more and stay together if a bear approaches. Mm. That's pretty common when you're hiking anyway. Yeah. And step seven, this isn't an official step, but I'm going to add it. But someone better be ready to use that rifle and know how to use that rifle Yeah. When, if a bear comes too close. Because if you don't shoot it, it will kill someone. And this actually, uh, I've got a story at the end, that oh. actually happens in Svalbard, so you will see why I added this. Huh. Now let's travel to another town. Let's go to Churchill, Manitoba, Canada. Hmm. It's at the very north part of the province of Manitoba uh, and connects with the Hudson Bay, which is a part of the Arctic Sea. Its nickname, the town, is Polar Bear Capital of the World. Hmm. This area thrives on its tourism this is what wow. you, this is something that, you know, you mentioned the bear world. Oh, yeah. This is where it's at. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, th they, th they thrive on their uh, polar bear tourism. And just to add something, this town, the average temperature in July is 64 degrees. The average uh, low in January is negative 22. <laughs> 64 is cold to you, huh, Dave? Yeah. Dave hates cold weather. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ecotourism of polar bears is popular in October through and November, right before the ice will freeze. Mm -hmm. People will take rides in essentially like armed vehicles, or not armed, but armored, oh, armored vehicles right. on designated routes to go polar bear watching. Wow. And I've seen videos and like polar bears are right on them. I, one of them, I don't know if it was in Churchill, but I watched one where it was it was just a school bus. And then they put like uh, rail or stuff to cover the windows, uh -huh. just some like fencing. But yeah, that's what they were traveling in. Wow. And polar bears were standing on their legs, like like banging the, <laughs> the trying to get. I don't know if they're trying to get through or they're just curious. But wow. <laughs> uh, polar bears are a, a real danger here. <laughs> they're like, hey, Bob, come over here. This thing's got cream filling. <laughs> Let's get in there. <laughs> 
But yeah, polar bears are a real danger here. This is one of the places that you are required to have a rifle if you go outside of town. People even keep their uh, so what they <laughs> people even keep their cars unlocked throughout town, oh, just in so case a person needs to make a quick getaway from a bear. Oh, nice. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. But yeah, pr- pretty crazy place to live there, huh? Yeah. So that takes us to our next section of random and kind of fun facts about polar bears that I either didn't have a place for earlier or I found later in my research and then I felt like adding them. Hmm. So polar bears normally live around 18 to 25 years in the wild-ish. The oldest wild bear was recorded to be 32 years old. Hmm. That's pretty old. Yeah. If you remember, a lot of our big cats... Uh, that we've covered so far, a lot of them only live like 13 to 15 years. Oh, that's crazy. So, uh, bears do live longer. And See, that uh, it's probably because they eat fish, you know? Seafood's better for you, so you live longer, you know? Oh, I guess so. Yeah, sure, Dave. <laughs> I don't know if that's... Well, ask, ask the Japanese that, because they have the longest life expectancy of anybody, that's and true. they eat a ton of fish that's and true. sushi. So maybe there's something to that. And turtles. Turtles live the longest. They eat fish. Sea turtles. Ooh, Dave. I think we're on to something. So actually, <laughs> you, you led me into something right there, and it's, oh. and it's almost up, too. It's oh, coming okay. up. So you said turtles live the longest. I got something the less even longer. What? You're like, I'm not getting another cliffhanger. Yeah, you still well, that's, it's gonna come up here in okay. a second. So All right. you just kind of made me think about it. There. <laughs> uh, like a lot of predators, the polar bear is the apex predator within its range, and is a keystone species in the Arctic. Uh, oh, and I I missed something in the in captivity. One female bear lived to be 43 years old. Wow. That's, isn't that something? I know yeah. they, animals live longer in captivity normally, but that's a long time. 43. So several animals, like some bird species, gulls, and even the Arctic fox, will follow bears around and scavenge what they kill. <laughs> nice. And uh, bears, polar bears rarely, rarely interact with wolves, and not much is known about their relationship, much at all. Mm. Polar bears are also known to come into contact with brown bears. In fact, they have even mated. Wow. They've mated with each other in the wild. It's believed to be kind of a new thing. But yes, there are wild hybrids. Interesting. In I got more on this. In 2006, a bear was shot in the Northwest Territory of part of Canada and was genetically verified to be a hybrid. Wow. This bear had the thick white fur of a polar bear, oh. but it was there was something off about it and there was like a brown tint to it. Oh. I was going to say, it's probably a brown bear with a white patch on his chest. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, because from, from last week, every yeah. every bear had yeah. a white patch. Yeah, <laughs> But that is not the case in this one. Uh. <laughs> but I'm glad you paid attention, though, at least. Though. <laughs> I hope all, maybe some of the listeners yeah. will hopefully get that reference. <laughs> but uh, but it, the, this, this bear had, was darker. Something looked off on it. And it had grizzly bear-type claws. Hmm. And also had a kind of a hump on its back, which is a oh. grizzly bear trait. Polar bears don't have that. Interesting. So normally the mother is the polar bear. Mm-hmm. So their cubs are actually raised more like a polar bear. Huh. Uh, another bear found in 2010 was found to be a second generation hybrid. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's been going on. Crazy. So, well, if the polar ice caps keep melting, I wonder if that's what's going to be that the new could norm, po- you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, this might actually happen more than we know. Yeah. Boy, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Some Well, sometimes scientists think that this could possibly be due to climate change and uh, brown bears moving further north and possibly evolving into a brand new bear species that are better to adapt to the climate change. I mean, that's a theory, and uh, there just isn't enough sufficient data out there yet about it to confirm. But mm. it is an interesting thought, though, huh? Yeah. I, that's kind of cool to think about. Oh, and these hybrids are named either a Pigsley bear or mm. Pizzly bear. Pizzly bear. That's how you say Pizzly it. P-I-Z-Z-L-Y. <laughs> or a Groller bear. Groller. I think they need to go back to the drawing board of those names. <laughs> I don't. I, 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 Groller kind of grew on me when I was doing my <laughs> research, but Pizzly Bear, Pizzly, yeah, that's that's pretty weak. Yeah. But I kind of like the Groller Bear. That one's okay. Yeah. That one, that's the winner at least out of the two, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather choose that one than the Pizzly. <laughs> and then when. Uh, when they are not hunting, polar bears are resting, and they they like their rest. And they can do so for 15 to 20 hours a day sometimes mm. when they're not hunting. So it's a form of daily hibernation. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably do that af- after a meal, Yeah, I imagine. Or when they're carcasses. not. Yeah, maybe after one of those. <laughs> then you have 230 resting bears just chilling out <laughs> and just shitting everywhere. <laughs> Um, so the fat on a polar bear acts as a, uh, nutritional reserve and energy storage system as well. So when they're, when they're not able to catch their food, they live off their fat reserves. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. And the bears aren't slow either. They can run up to 25 miles an hour. Ooh. Dave, how how fast do the grizzlies run? About the same. Okay. Uh, Yeah. About the same. So, Dave, you remember, oh, it's like 25 to 30. I don't, there's an ish in there, but All about right. 25. Okay. Uh, so, Dave, you remember last week, this brings us to our um, animal that I was talking about. The predator of the... You remember, yeah, when bear? I talked last week about that. Finally. <laughs> there was an animal that has been known to feed on polar bears. Are you ready to find out what it is, Dave? Yeah. Okay, so I okay. Well, before I do that, wait. Let me get one more. It's maggots. No. Oh, what is it? <laughs> so I did a little. So I actually did. I read that uh, orcas have killed polar bears before. Okay. But it's very, very rare, hmm. and the attacks by what I'm gonna name next is very rare as well. So these are rare oh, circumstances. Okay. It's not like it happens often, but the animal I'm talking about is called the Greenland shark. The Greenland shark isn't that a Oh, I know I've heard of that one. I, I, why do I keep wanting to think that's a... Uh, I must be off on the, what it is. Because yeah, I'm thinking of it like a whale shark kind of a thing, but I, guess, no. I don't think it is. Nope. Okay, what's the Greenland one? All right, well, you want to learn more about it? Yeah. Is it a new episode? Take a swig. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought about it, but probably not a whole episode on it. Oh. So that's why I wanted to go over some things okay. here about it. The Greenland shark, uh, they can live up to two to three hundred years. Wow. This is a new study, a new thing. I live off fish too. Maybe that's why. (laughs) Living off off polar bears does good for you, I guess. 
Uh, I, they they don't really live off polar bears. <laughs> But uh, they yeah they can live up to two to three hundred years. This was kind of a recent snut find, Gee. and uh, they are around the same size as a great white shark. Wow! Yeah, they're being around like twenty three feet long and weighing over two thousand pounds. Gee. They normally eat seals as well, but have been known to eat reindeer, moose, and polar bears. How in the world did they get those? Swimming on the ice. Or swimming in the water, and they're they they wow. live in the frozen ice, obviously. Gee. But yeah, and then it, it is possible that they found because they found. Okay, I'm gonna get into it. I'm okay. not. I'm gonna. I don't want to skip and lose my place here. But a polar bear uh, or polar bear parts were found in the stomach of one of these sharks. Gee. Uh, there's even a story that people actually rescued a shark. Because it was choking on a moose. <laughs> Can you imagine seeing that? Wow. What would you do? How would you rescue I, one? I don't know. Just, Just pull, pull it, it out? Pull it out, I guess. <laughs> it's the only viable option, I feel like. Oh, man. And these sharks are um, even hunted by people. And their meat is part of the uh, national... Di- <laughs> I can't read my own writing right here. That's why I stuttered. But their their meat is part of the national dish of Iceland called Hakarl. Huh. Uh, unlike most shark meat, uh, if it's not prepared properly, like there's a few things they have to go through to make this meat properly, to cook it properly, because the meat is poisonous. Wow. Yeah, eating it is, uh, if it's not done properly, it causes an extreme drunken-like state. Oh, interesting. Maybe some people would like that. Yeah. I don't I wouldn't, but <laughs> But there's a there's a little on an animal I bet a lot of people didn't know about before and probably knew nothing about. You you didn't know anything about it. The Greenland shark? Yeah. I know I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're pretty interesting. Huh? And yeah. I I didn't go in too in depth on them cuz this is a polar bear episode, but maybe I could talk about them some other time. Yeah. But now let's go to our uh, polar bears in pop culture section. Polar bears, I mean, are pretty I- iconic around the world. So there's a lot of uh, references, and I- I'm only going to name a few here. The Canadian two-dollar coin carries an image of a lone polar bear. Uh, vehicle license plates in the Northwest Territories in Canada are shaped like a bear. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, kind of cool. I saw pictures of them. Uh, bears are also the mascot of the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really uh, heard, or heard of that school, but yeah, whatever. Either. They were also the mascot of the 1988 Winter Olympics Games in Calgary. Hmm. That is a lot of animals we've had be uh, uh, Olymp- Olympic Games mascots. We've had mm-hmm. a couple of them already. I think yeah. we had... Uh, the kangaroo, the jaguar. I, I can't remember. What, I swear there's another one or two Most in there likely as well. the tiger. Um, yeah, I think it was in Russia. I think it was a mascot. Mm. So there's another one. Uh, but And then there's also several companies use polar bears as part of their advertising. Coca-Cola. The most famous and notable being Coca-Cola. And we all remember the polar bears in their uh, commercials. for. That was always yeah. kind of fun. Not, not bad. Polar bears are also in books, documentaries, cartoons, and films. Uh, they are in a ton of nature documentaries. 
And that's where I got some of my information from, is from the, the, some of these documentaries. One famous one is called Arctic Tale, made in 2007. It followed the daily life and struggles of a female bear and her cubs. Hmm. I haven't seen this one. I, I kind you of probably don't, because I'm sure there's a penguin in there. There's no penguins, Dave. <laughs> I'm sure it's in the movie. It's not. This was a documentary. A, <laughs> oh, a, a proper documentary. Okay. It was not in there. Oh. That would piss me off. <laughs> what, what are those penguin cartoons they have? Oh, Happy, happy Feet. Yeah. There's no polar bears in there, are there? I can't remember. I think, well, I think there is, but I can't remember. No, no, they had seals. I think they had seals. I think you they can have like the, a leopard. They were the, the villain. Yeah, okay. Say the villain, but okay. they had a chase. Okay, that, that's, that's fine. I can see that. But uh, polar bears also play a role in the film The Golden Compass. They're in that movie. Yeah, Did I you ever see, see that? that one. I never I wanted to. I saw I parts did. of it, and I remember the parts where they're, what is it? What's her name? Ava Ava Green. She's oh, in the movie, remember. and Daniel Craig are in it. Um, and they were like riding on top of polar bears and going into battle Ooh. or something like that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Yeah, I know there's more, but you know that's there's there's they're in a lot of other things, but that's what I got. And so, Dave, I promised you a good couple stories. Yeah. So how about we get into it? Let's do it. Okay. But first, I know there are tons. Yeah, like I said, there's tons of more things. And there's a lot more things about polar bears I know we didn't cover. But we, I did my best to do what I can, okay? <laughs> so tell me I did good. You did great. Okay, thank you. So our first story actually happened fairly recently. Just last year, uh, in July 2018. Let's go to a small island in Canada, uh, in the Hudson Bay area which is a few miles away from the town Aravat, hmm. who's uh, home to 2,600 people live there. Wow. That's pretty common in all these areas. Not, <laughs> not a lot of people. Uh, let's meet a man named Aaron Gibbons. He's 31. He and his three elementary-aged children apparently went to hunt Arctic uh, turn eggs. They went to go try to find some eggs. Turn, that's a bird, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a bird. Okay. Which are, uh, they're considered a delicacy, apparently. Hmm. So they're at, they're out collecting eggs, and suddenly they are surprised when a polar bear approaches. Ooh. The bear then charges at Aaron and his children. Oh, boy. He tells the children to run back to the boat, as <clears throat> he then puts himself between the bear, giving the children time to escape. When on the boat, the children call for help on a CB radio. But Aaron gets mauled by the bear. Oh. Did he have his gun? Nope. Oh. Another man who was nearby heard what was happening, and he had a gun. Mm. Used his rifle to shoot and kill the bear. Oh. But the damage was already done, as Aaron was pronounced dead at the scene. Oh. Aaron had not been armed, so no weapon. I don't know if it's required in this exact spot. I wouldn't doubt it because this was pretty close to Churchill, one of the towns we talked about. Yeah. But uh, so it definitely would have been a good idea to have one of these. And I don't know if Aaron is from the area or not. I imagine he is, at least partially. Well, yeah, if he's hunting eggs. Yeah. With your kids. It's not like people, I don't think people go on vacations and be like, come on, kids, let's go gather some eggs in the cold. (laughs) 
But uh, Aaron is considered a hero for his brave act of letting his children escape and sacrificing himself. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, To kind of put over the dangers of polar bears and climate change, I have a quote from the investigator. You ready? Mm-hmm. Bears are losing whatever fear they have of humans. It's very different from 10 to 15 years ago. Based on my experience and others I've talked to, bears would run away from the sound of an ATV or snowmobile. Today, bears are not doing that. They hang around. They, they won't run away. They'll go on the trail besides you. Wow. So the same guy actually criticizes the tour companies that we talked about. Huh. Uh, he says that they promote interactions between bears and humans, and that might cause them to lose their fear, hmm. which makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. All right. Now I've got one more story for us this week. Okay. Did you like that last one? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good one. This is the one I um, I briefly mentioned as a teaser last week. Oh, okay. I think I said it was scouts. They're not scouts, but they're something similar. Hmm. For this story, we need to go to a, a remote north, or excuse me, a north... <laughs> Norway? Yeah, a Norwegian. Holy hell. We need to go to a remote Norwegian island pretty close to Svalbard. Um, it's called Spitsbergen. <laughs> I, it's like it's it's spelled S P I T S B E R G E N. Oh, okay. Spitsbergen. <laughs> I can just <laughs> see a terrible name for nice. a place, huh? Yeah. You should have the Norwegian Muppet guy, old guys as Norwegian Muppets, you know? <laughs> yeah, they'll take it to Spitsburg. Spitsburg. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Now, this is about 25 miles away from the nearest um, larger town called Longyearbyen. But it's <laughs> it's spelled Longyearbyen. Longyearbyen? Like, here, Makes look. sense, because they're up that far. Longyearbyen. <laughs> That's Whoa. also not a very good name for towns. Quite the names up there. Yeah. Who's but coming anyway. up with these? Some Norwegian Some or something? Gee, wacky, no, wacky Norwegians. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And we we haven't had any listeners from Norway, so we can make fun of it. No, we haven't. Oh, I know. Yeah, too many, too many polar polar bear interactions <laughs> up there. Yeah, they're busy lo- uh, <laughs> unlocking their cars so they can escape in them. All right, but this story happens on August fifth, two thousand eleven. Let's meet a boy. He is seventeen years old, and he's named Horatio Chapel, hmm. and he's from the UK. He, along with 12 others, were on a British school's exploring society trip. Hmm. The tour was kind of aimed at introducing youngsters to remote, wild environments to develop their confidence and include climate change science projects. Hmm. Sounds, sounds like a cool trip. The cool yeah. thing to do. But on this day, Horatio and the group were spending the night at a campground they made. Just a basic uh, campground with a few tents, you know, nothing mm-hmm. special. There, uh, they were aware of the dangers of polar bears, and there are two leaders, so two adults that um, with them that carried a rifle. Mm. Everyone is everyone is in their tents sleeping. 
and they had set a trip wire around the campground to alert them if something hits it. Hmm. But what happens is Horatio and two friends are in a tent when suddenly a big polar bear somehow got it open. Got the tent open? Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. The bear grabs Horatio. Wow. And pulls him out of the tent and mauls him. Oh. Obviously, chaos ensues. One of the leaders named Michael Reed, he's 31, hears screams and kids shouting, Bear! Bear! Wow. Michael grabs the rifle and dashes out of the tent. He aims up, he look, uh, aims to fire at the bear, but the gun fails to shoot. Oh, man. And it fails to shoot several times. Oh. I, I think it was an old gun. There was something wrong with the safety mechanism. I, I'm oh. not exactly Froze sure. Froze on him, maybe. Mm, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I didn't quite get that. But Michael was then mauled himself. Oh. At one point, his head was in the bear's jaws. Ooh. And let's get a quote from Michael. What do you say? While he's in the while he's in the jaws. <laughs> not, not, not while he's in the jaws. I remember the bear biting my head, and I thought the weakest part of a bear is its eyes. So I tried to take out its eyes by poking them with my fingers. Oh wow! But was unsuccessful. <laughs> then the bear moved off of Michael, and he and Michael went to for the rifle again. The bear then attacks the other leader. Oh, wow. Who was throwing rocks at it to try to get it away. Mm -hmm. The bear's just on a rampage here. Michael put a new round into the rifle chamber. This time it worked. Mm. And hits the bear in the head. Oh, wow. And it kills it. Mm. Once everything was over, they used a satellite phone to call in and a helicopter was sent out to rescue them. Uh, the wounded were then taken to a hosp- the hospital 25 miles away. In total, four people were injured. Wow. And two of the leaders and two of the boys. Gee. But Horatio was killed. Oh. Michael says Horatio was a fine young man with huge potential and a joy to be around. Michael was actually injured pretty good himself. Mm. He suffered a broken jaw, a fractured skull, and damage to his own eye sockets. Wow. Also, one of the boys who was in the tent with Horatio when it was pulling him out... Uh was trying to fend off the bear by hitting it in the nose, like kicking it in the nose, I guess. Uh-huh. The bear then attacked him with its right paw across his face and his head. So like, oh, a, wow. like a clean swipe across him. Gee. So that's, that's a lot there, huh? That's crazy. There was an investigation done as well. In March 2012, following an inquiry by Norwegian investigators, officials ruled that the attack could have been prevented. If the expedition members had stayed in cabins instead of tents, <laughs> obviously, God. had used guard dogs, and uh, also if they had somebody on polar bear watch. And it's actually advised that you do two out of the three of these things. Jeez. And they only did one. They only put the fence around. That didn't work. Oh, 
cool. Um, that's just that's crazy though. That's almost like just saying, "Hey, if you don't want to die in a plane, don't go in a plane." Yeah, that could have been avoided. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like, come on, let him go camp, and of course there's risks. But God, when you start saying stuff like, "Oh, it could have been avoided," if yeah, you had done this, obviously, it's almost like it's poking blame. You know, you just gotta yeah. say, "Well." Yeah, it's too bad it happened, you know. Well, that's kind they of They took how... precautions. They took some precautions. They had tripwire. They had guns. Well, Michael... They just didn't work. Michael was actually filling in for a guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Who And so Michael, I think, was pretty new. Who was staying in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was staying. He made the right choice. However, uh, since none of the additional safety precautions were required by law, it was ruled that the leaders would not face prosecution. Yeah, that would be nuts if they did. It would. I mean, one of them, I mean, they, they both got attacked themselves. Maybe it's just our Americans, our, our Western American thinking, you know? I don't know. Where it's, hey, you know, lawless area, do what you, you know, free, a little more free range to do things, yeah, you know? But I think so maybe too. things are tighter in Europe, you know? You have certain things you have to do. I don't, could be. Possibly. I don't know. Because, yeah, to me, that just sounds weird. You have to stay in a cabin. What else was there again? Cabin, having dogs, and having somebody having dogs, on the lookout. Yeah. It's like, what if you don't have, if you don't have those things, you can't do it. It's like, and you don't go out there. Yeah, that's don't. a tough one because polar bears danger is a for real thing. Just like, just like we saw that happen. Yeah. So you probably should take the precautions. Well, if you think about it, though, but the Inuits, you know, they live out there. Not all, I mean, some of them have dogs now, but it's like. They, they do their own thing. They do what they want. Yeah, we don't know how many of them it's are like, attacked either, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's just how it is. You're going to do yeah. it, do it, you know? Face... You got to take the risk. Go for it, but... I don't know. That's... Yeah. I don't know. That kind of bugs me. That's why... Because it happens more and more here, too. Yeah, it And so everywhere. there's less and less you can do now. Yeah. It's, it's kind of frustrating. Sometimes, you know, it's just a force of nature. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Let's leave it at that and not your fault. Let's, it's your fault. Yeah, let's you know? leave it at that. But a uh, pretty crazy story, huh? Yeah. Uh, and that's actually going to wrap up the episode. Oh, uh, wow. I hope you and everyone else enjoyed and learned some cool new things about polar bears. Uh, and I hope everyone now knows, uh, if you didn't already, that polar bears do not live on the same continent as penguins. <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't learn anything else this episode, make sure you learned that so you don't sound like an idiot if it ever gets brought up. All right. Yeah. So, Dave, for next week, uh, I want to keep our coverage of bears going one more time. All right. Because I have a few more stories that I've been itching to cover. So next week will be uh, pretty much all bear attack stories. Oh, all right. But uh, bear bear attacks are always fun. <laughs> Lots of death. Oh, I'll bet. Always death. And I want to um, specifically go over a certain story. It's a Japanese bear story that is really good and really well documented. So I think I'm going to start us out on that. All right. Uh, that's going to be a longer story, but then I'll fill it in with a couple shorter stories. Maybe go rapid fire on some. I don't know. Okay. All right. So we don't have any uh, shout outs this week, unfortunately, but if anyone leaves us a review, we will give you a personal shout out. So make sure you go to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars, say something you like about the show. If you don't use iTunes, then use whatever platform you use to give us a review there, or you can go on our Facebook or Instagram page and leave us a review there. 
Yeah, it really helps us out, guys. Yeah, this is a big thing. So please, if you can do this, I, it only takes 30 seconds, but I know like 35% of our uh, use our listeners use Apple Podcasts. So just give us give hit that five star there, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so please go ahead and do that. Also, if you want to be even more of an awesome person, you can become a producer of the show by go uh, by giving us a little donation. That would be more than wonderful. I I worked really hard on putting these things together it takes hours so uh, donations would be greatly appreciated and, and all the money is going to go back into the podcast anyway you know i've got books I've, i want to buy to research for future episodes and so by donating you'll actually be helping us improve on to improve the show so if you do that that would be truly awesome and the way you can do that is by going to paypal yeah, you can find us by our email, forceofnaturepod at gmail.com, or you could go to my personal account on Venmo, Matthew-Hamilton-51. This is all, it's all in the description below, so you can read it there. And also remember, if you or someone you know has a cool animal-related story you'd like to share, and maybe we can share the story on the pod. Or if you just want to communicate with us, ask us a question, suggest an episode idea, feel free at any time to email us. Or you can uh, hit us up on Facebook as well. And also, something that you should do is recommend us to family and friends. Help building us up. Tell them we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, all the ones we need to be on. Whew. That's always a mouthful when I do That's that. That's a lot, yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, do you have anything to add for this this week? No. You're not going to Disneyland next week, but the week after? Yeah. Yep, Dave's going to Disneyland again, everyone. <laughs> I'll make fun of you more on it next week, but that's okay. <laughs> um, Colonel Cheetor, are you still asleep? Ah, he's out. He's out. I'm glad. <laughs> this is Force of Nature podcast. Thank you for joining us. Tell your friends. Be a part of building us up, and we will see you next week. Bye. <laughs>